we're doing a sequel. We're back by popular demand. Come on, everybody, strike up the band. Negative possibilities are multiplying as we speak. I'm sure I made a payment. It's about that bounce check. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Where's the Damn Sequel, the podcast about franchises that sort of burned out and didn't get their full time in the sun in Hollywood. This week we're talking about one of the greatest fantasy franchises of all time. Every family's Christmas tradition is to sit down and watch this trilogy of masterpieces, yet it is the 2005 to 2011, 2010 Chronicles of Narnia adaptations, beloved by all. Here to discuss these with me is fantasy film aficionado, Sally Doby. Hello. Long, long time no see. Yes, welcome back to the podcast. Um, which of the three Narnia films is your favorite? I would have to say, I would say maybe the last one. Yeah, I think Dawn the last Treader. one is my favorite yeah. too. Um, have you seen the BBC adaptations from the 1990s? I tried. 80s? I couldn't. They're so good. When I saw the Aslan and I got upset. They're so good when you're seven. <laughs> um, no, I love them. They're great because they did the good books. They did this and the Silver Chair. And mm. the Silver Chair one, Tom Baker plays. Uh, you got to love Tom Baker. Tom Baker plays, what's his name? The the guy with the weird feet. Um, the guy with the weird, Tom? Mr. Tumnus? No, 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 no. Because no. he Mr. had Tumnus weird feet. Mr. Tumnus is a normie. He's a soft boy. Tom <laughs> Baker plays, um, he plays Puddle Glum the Marshwiggle. Which is the best name of any character ever. Puddle Glum is my boy. He's my boy. I would marry Puddle Glum. I want Puddle Glum to come and work in our shop. Puddle Glum is the best. He is an uncommonly cheerful Marsh Wiggle. However, as Marsh Wiggles are best known for their pessimism, he's still rather exceptionally gloomy, described by other characters as a wet blanket. A wet blanket. C.S. Lewis said that his gardener, Fred Paxford, served as a model for Pullum. He admitted that? He did. Oh, my um, gosh. For gardeners, he was exceptionally cheery. Pullum's like the Squidward of this. He's like... Um, it's a very Squidward name as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, he's the Squidward of the Silver Chair. He, like, the kids are like, come on, Pullum. And he's like, okay. Like, he's like, <laughs> I'll come along on the adventure. Like That was the best impression. SpongeBob. <laughs> SpongeBob. It's not good. I used to be able to do it much better. Um, All you need now is a clarinet, and I'd completely be fooled. That I look like him, and you believe it's me. Yeah. Paul Lum is is great, but he's not in this movie. But uh, we'll talk. Get to that later. So anyway, today we're talking about the franchise as a whole, but mostly the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. So the first two films came out two thousand five and two thousand and eight. They were made by Disney, and uh, the first one is like unfathomably successful. Um, the first one made so much money, and it's so bad. Um, oh, really? You don't like it? I think the first one is genuinely terrible. Like, I love it. I love it. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, um, no. <laughs> it's the worst. It's bad for the following reasons. Um, Tilda Swinton is uh, really annoying. I don't like her. I love Tilda Swinton, okay. so there uh, we go. She sucks. Um, 
it goes like way too Lord of the Rings at the end, and it doesn't work because it's not. That's what Narnia is not meant to have like enormous battle on the field with all sorts of creatures. Like in, it's meant to be like a relatively kind of small fight with the queen, and they turn it into like a huge, vast, huge, huge battle. battle, like um, a um, oh, what do you call them? It's just, an epic. Yeah, yes, it is so generic in every way. The music and the visuals are so bland and sort of it could be anything. Like it's the stuff on it that looks so much worse than Game of Thrones, and I oh, don't, no. I don't like Game of Thrones. James McAvoy is like the best thing in it by far, and even he's not that great. Yeah, I don't like any of the kids, but I especially dislike the two older kids, and they're not in the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I think there that we go. William and whatever her name is, Anna Popplewell, are so annoying. Like at when the I, time, I don't think they were great actors. At the time, I thought she was like incredibly pretty, and I was like kind of fooled by that. And Ooh. then later realized that she cannot act. I think that Edmund and Lucy are much better actors. I think that... Uh, he has such a cool name in real life. What's his real name? William. No. Um, no, William Mosley is Edmund. the actor. Edmund. Oh, Edmund's name in real life is 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 it's like something 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 Sky something Sky or something. His name is Skander Kane. Skander Kane. Oh, there we go. Name. It's great, isn't it? Um, I think it it's like it goes to Lord of the Rings with the battle, but then it goes to evangelical with the Aslan stuff, which I get is the point. Yeah. But it doesn't fit with the rest of the film, which is very like generic, neutral fantasy mm. epic. And then they like squeeze in the like, oh, here this is all an allegory for the New Testament. So I'm like, well. Fine, but if you were going to make a very spiritual Narnia, you should have just made a very spiritual Narnia. Yeah, see, that's slightly different for me because I am Christian. Yes. And I think... But do you think it uses it well in the context of the film and as a broader thing? Well, that's the thing. I think it should have been made with the view that um, atheists, mm. any religion can watch this and mm. not have the religious aspects mm. too in their face. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, you know, Christian people should also be able to watch mm. it and realize the connections. Yes. I think... It kind of went too far on both sides. Yeah, yeah. The beginning of the film, it wasn't obvious at all. Yes. The second half of the film was really pushed into your face. Problem. Yeah. I think that's the problem. And I think I was, as a child of a very, uh, of a very kind of aggressively atheistic household, I went to see it and I was like kind of shocked at like, what am I being exposed to? Yeah. It sort of felt like they, because I had read the books and never really gotten the connections because I was mm. not familiar with any religious that's, stuff. That's how it's supposed to be, though. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Anyone can, can understand it, it. yeah. Because yeah. I'd always read it in a very neutral way because I just didn't understand, I didn't know anything about like the New Testament. Mm. And then I went to see it, uh, the film, and it was kind of pointed out to me after that, like, oh, this is all. And I was like, oh shit. It's I like, by like the way, that lion I'm is being, God. I'm being lectured to, but I, I don't know what he was. I don't know what religion this man was. But there was a guy who came into my primary school. I went to a Protestant primary school. This guy, I don't know what his why he was a person but I don't know why he, he was a person he used to come in and like sing us songs on his guitar like spiritual songs on his guitar right and it was going fine for a while and I remember when this film came out and he was very angry about this film he was very angry and he started complaining to the, the kids in my class about how this film was all teaching us lies about how animals could talk that's not how God intended I don't know why he... He as, sounds Catholic. It might <laughs> I'm have been. I'm just joking. I'm just no, joking. No, he might have been. I don't understand. I don't know what he was, but I genuinely am I'm confused as to why a very religious person like this guy was upset with a film which actively te- which actively kind of promotes religious yeah. teaching. And he was really angry about the idea. I don't know if he'd even seen it, but he was just so <laughs> pissed off that there was a film with talking animals 
And also religion. And I don't know if he knew, knew that there was religion right. in it. He might have just been annoyed that there but was a from talking a, animal movie. From a religious perspective, yes. he was annoyed because of talking animals. I think so, yes. Right, and he because C.S. Lewis is Christian, and that exactly. was the point. <laughs> he got, maybe he thought Disney were corrupting the C.S. Lewis and selling toys right. of the animals and stuff. Maybe that was it. Mm. And it's like, maybe he was annoyed that there was like a McDonald's tie-in and that kind of thing. Maybe. I don't know what his issue was, but anyway, he was That's very... like saying Animal Farm is a trash film because yeah. it makes the Russians look like pigs. Or... He basically, he ranted at us for like 10 full minutes about it. We got upset, especially me, and he never came back. There we go. So That's, Narnia you got, ruined Narnia his life. lost a man's job. I was going to say, up until the, the, the angry about yes. Narnia that stuff. That sounded fine. Yeah, he sounded like my old IT teacher yes, who used to come like, in with his didgeridoo oh, yes, and he exactly. had a tiny little ponytail and that kind of stuff. I am all for people te- uh, singing songs to kids, but frankly, this guy was just very, very angry and mean. Um, <laughs> Upset about talking animals, which are obviously blasphemy if you've ever read the Bible. Yes. You know, you'll know. You know the talking animals, you, they're just not okay. Exactly. This like, this is, this is why we were thrown out of the Garden of Eden, exactly. because we wrote a book about talking animals, exactly. you know. I, I wish Narnia had more sneaky snakes, to be honest with you. But <laughs> more sneaky snakes. Anyway, the, uh, the, the first one is um, is um, a bad movie. Uh, For you. The second one is uh, a bit better because Ben Barnes is pretty good. And I like. And he had a Spanish accent. A Spanish accent. And I, it's the second one, I just think like it's the, pa- the pacing is better. And it had Regina Spector in it. Yeah, it has Regina Spector, which is really good. And the uh, second one's not great, but it's fine. I don't know. I was in a better mood after. I just remember mm. my parents really didn't like the first one, and they thought the second one was better, probably because it was less religious. I'd say that was, yeah, that was a lot of why they yeah. didn't like it. And then the third one, I think, just works better on every level, because I think this is a better book than the first two. I think... Yeah, yeah. I think it was it was much more fantastical. Yeah. I loved Eustace. I thought his character was yes. so great because apart from Edmund in the first, well, in The Lion, the Witch of the Wardrobe, which mm. isn't technically the first book. No. Um, apart from Edmund, they were just really nice yes. kids. Oh, I just remembered. They're not doing a movie of the Gold Silver Chair. They're doing this on Netflix now. What? They're doing this on Netflix now. Oh, like a no. series? Yeah. Like oh, it's, no. It's going to look like a series of fortunate events oh, where everything no. is just one-dimensional <laughs> sets. Oh, oh, no. I hate it. Okay. I think they're, they're if they do it, they'll probably invest money in it. But You'd hope. It'll be somewhere on the spectrum between unfortunate events and Game of Thrones in terms of spending. Yeah. All I want in the whole world is to see the magician's nephew brought to life. I that feel like The Magician's so Nephew weird. would be amazing. It's so weird. Like, it's the the first half of that book is the kids sneaking around in the, like, gaps between the attics in the yeah. terrace houses. Yeah. And then they get into the uncle's room and the uncle has all these rings. All those rings and, and the pools of water. And if you touch the rings, and... you get transported to the kingdoms. And he, like, is wearing gloves to not touch the rings. And then the white queen gets transported to London and she goes crazy with a carriage and a horse. Yeah, It would be yeah. such a good film. It would be so good. Um, I feel like that would be a great standalone film as well. Yes. Like you wouldn't have to know anything about Narnia to enjoy. Because the thing is, the if Magician's they do nephew. this on Netflix, they're not going to start with the Magician's nephew. They're going to start with the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Like they, you need the Aslan and the White Queen imagery to get people into it. Yeah, you need that previous reputation uh-huh. to get people into it. Like series of unfortunate yes. events. You know, people so, knew the movie. Yeah. They're they going to start with. They're going to start with the famous one and then work backwards. I'd imagine, oh, like no. the way these movies did. But like, if they eventually get around, because the horse and his boy is. Beautiful. It's set in like basically the Middle East. It's so of Narnia. It's so it's well like done. this kind of like Aladdin sort of landscape, and it's beautiful. And um, then the Silver Chair. I love Silver Chair. Is like this sort of weird like countryside adventure. Um, they yeah. all have very unique settings. 
Mm. They're not because like language of wardrobe, it's like snow. It's always winter and never Christmas. And then yeah. Don Treader is like Pirates of the Caribbean islands, sort of Mediterranean thing. Mm. And then uh, the other ones all have very unique settings, and I I want to see those all done. I think a Netflix show could be okay for getting those all done if they do it well enough. Also, because... they don't don't stretch them out too long. Yeah. Because the problem with unfortunate events was they were like two hours per episode. Yeah. And those ep- those bo- or per book, and those books were like not enough to sustain two hours. So it's like the magician's nephew does not need to be more than an hour and a half. Like, no, do, exactly. Like, do two episodes, but do it well. It. Yeah, do it well. You know, spend money. Yeah, please. exactly. Um. Who is should they cast as the White Queen? I I like Tilda Swinton. Okay, but let's Tilda Swinton's not going to do this. If Tilda Swinton she's wasn't own, in she's it, she's up her own hole. She's not going to do <laughs> this. Oh, Tilda I hit the microphone. Sorry. Thinks she's the greatest actress to ever live, and I don't like it when people encourage her. No, but speaking as someone who studied, we need to talk about Kevin. Okay, I think she did amazing. Okay, uh, she's very good. But then match. again, she's very good. Um, uh, Emma Thompson is the White Queen. Thank you, Emma Thompson. Thank you. Good night. I think. Um, I, this might be a controversial mm. choice. I think either Uma Thurman mm. would have done quite a good mm. job, or maybe Charlize Theron was too young at the time. She but is I think in those Huntsman movies. That's why I was going to say Charlize Theron. Should, yes, because she does evil mm-hmm. very well, and yes. I think she does ice very well. Remember when I said Charlize Theron has never been bad in anything when I was talking <laughs> about Longshot? Oh, I forgot about the Huntsman Winter's War. <laughs> I liked the first Huntsman. Oh, the first one's pretty good. The second one's like, how did you waste my three favorite actresses like this? How dare you? Yeah, the second one I went to see on kind of a date. Yes. And it was trash and I really didn't enjoy it. And I, I came out of that TV. date and I was really uncomfortable. <laughs> and I was like, why would you choose a movie like that? Uh, that was me when we went to see Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Oh. And there is effectively a rape sequence played for laughs. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Of a man or a woman? Of a woman. Oh, damn. Okay. I mean, it's... No, it's not... No, it's not. It's not rape. It's because <laughs> it is consensual, but it's it's motives are... Uncomfortable. The motives of it are to achieve something in the plot. It's fucking gross. I hate Kingsman the Golden Circle. It's awful. I loved the first Kingsman movie. Absolutely amazing. Yes. Um, Couldn't sit through 10 minutes of the second one. Yeah. St- tried to watch it on a plane journey. Appalling. Absolutely appalling. And it was just trash. Elton John um, gets to fight some bad guys. Elton John was in it? Yes, Elton John is I never got to in that it part. as himself. And at the end, he, he fights some bad guys and he like kicks them in the face with his like stomp. That's funny because Taron Egerton plays him. Elton John. They, they, they met on the set and they're <laughs> oh. friends. Yeah, Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. But that's also, the, it was a trash movie. That's the problem with Rocket Man is that it's... It's uh, like Elton John has like had to sign off on the script like I have no I have no feelings about I am Rocket more Man. interested in Rocket Man than I was in Bohemian Rhapsody because Queen are terrible and Elton John <laughs> is okay I am not interested in either of them the only thing I like about Elton John is that song he did with Fall Out Boy and also he did this <laughs> soundtrack did for song? Eldorado so did a song with he did a song with Fall Out Boy called Save Rock and Roll and Never it's actually it. really good I like Elton John he's fine like, he and loves. I like that song that we that they play in the shop that we both work Talk at Talking Rock no, uh, don't let the sun oh, go right. down on yes, me yes, because yes. they introduce him. Yes, it's the live version. Yes, it's the bit where George Michael goes, ladies and gentlemen, Sir Elton, Elton John. John. I love that so and much. everyone cheers. Yes. And it's like, we're in a shop I, right now. I Please cheer, stop. It's yeah. um, <laughs> great. Yeah, exactly. It's just um, off on a tangent there. Sorry. Everyone's cheering. Yeah, okay. So um, Kingsman of Narnia, Charlie Theron. Yes, Charlie Theron is, bleh, I don't know. I who else played a who else played the White Queen? Uh, Emma Thompson is the wrong type of person. I, I think, yeah. I think Julie you Andrews. need someone... 
Mm, no. <laughs> no I think not. the thing with the Ice Queen is you're supposed to be, well, my my impression, even in the books, was she's very slender. Yes. Like almost mm. scarily so. She could be anywhere. She, she should probably be younger. Younger. She doesn't need to be over 50. Like she could yeah, be. Yeah, because she's supposed to be sort of immortal, isn't mm. she? She's supposed to be a witch. Naomi Watts. Mm, I'm not sure. She's doing a Game of Thrones prequel thing now anyway. so she'll probably Maybe Nicole Kidman. Yeah, but that's a bit obvious. She did yeah. that in, in The Golden Compass. Yeah, she did, didn't she? See, these are all like the, like, and her and Blanchett, they've all done that character. Like all these like scary Australian blondes. Like they've yeah, all done that. Yeah, all the very cool yeah. ice queen. You can go younger and do like a Margot Robbie age thing or. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Uh, is there any, or like Fiona Shaw is a bit boring. Like, mm. I don't like the Ice Queen. That's the thing. Like, the books she's in are the ones I'm not that interested in. Um, yeah. I'm much more interested in, like, your puzzle lum sort of characters. Like, an Ice Queen is, like, kind of not the most interesting. She was she was scary in the books. In the movie, she yeah. was just annoying. Tilda Swinton is just annoying. I don't like Tilda Swinton. Um, I think I she did quite well as the Ice Queen. Prince Caspian is in The Voyage of the Dawn Treader as well. Yeah. Is he, like, the lead? Does yeah. Does he do a lot? He's really he's weird. kind of the lead in that one because he's the one doing the voyage. It's just odd because on the poster for Prince Caspian, he's the center of attention. Yeah. And then in the voyage that on Treader, he's like up in the corner of the poster. He's not like who's who's in the center. Edmund. Edmund. Yeah. Oh. It's like Aslan, Edmund. Weirdly, Tilda Swinton is on the poster, even though I'm pretty sure she's only in this film as like an ice projection or something. Yeah, like two seconds long. Yeah, she's like her face is massive on the poster. This film That's is really weird. weird. The, like the way it was advertised, I forgot Liam Neeson voices Aslan. I wonder if he he'll be allowed to do that after his "I wanted to kill a black man" comments. I, I mean, he's in I, Men in Black, which is coming out in a few weeks. So obviously, <laughs> children's films are still hiring the wrong kind Liam of black Neeson. man. It's... <laughs> very good sorry very good um, very that was good. not a comment on racism oh, yes. Liam Neeson he only likes one kind of black man uh... and it's men in black haha <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah this film is like it's got like a bizarre bunch of people Simon Pegg plays the mouse what the yeah I remember Simon Pegg playing the mouse because I actually I like the character of the mouse in the books mm, and in the audio books which we used to listen to in the them. car the Michael yes. uh, Michael what's his name I can't remember the guy, that that old actor who died. Narnia audio. Which one? Uh, his name is... Uh, his name is... Is... Feck. His name is... That's an interesting name. Yes, that's his name. Um, I've genuinely forgotten his name. His name is... This is a complete waste of time. I'm sorry, listeners. That that awkward on-air on silence. Oh, Andrew Sachs did one as well. I don't remember that one. But no, we used to listen to the audiobooks in the car when we were going on long journeys. Yeah, um, totally actually, nice. to our on our first trip to Ireland, we listened oh. to... Michael Horder. Michael Horder, okay. Yeah, we listened to, um, I think it was Voyage of the Dawn Treader mm. on the audiobook, and mm-hmm. we also listened to, it's called Agree Pleasant. But that, oh. that's... There's an audiobook or it's called Agree Pleasant? Oh yeah, they're actually really great audiobooks. Okay, right, yeah. Except that one scene that I always remember because the... The narrator uh-huh. got the actor got the two characters confused and read uh-huh. them in each other's voices, uh-huh. and it was just really awkward. Um, but no, they were uh, Darren, the guy who wrote those books. No, the the audio audio narrator. All right, okay. it's my turn to look something up now. But no, um, don't avoid, anyway, Voyage of the Treader has a bizarre bunch of characters in it. It's basically they go islands hopping. I kind of want to watch this now. Like, I kind of like this film a lot more than the others because they go to a few different islands. They see a lot of, like, fun stuff that they got to visualize. Yeah. This film cost $155 million, Holy crap. And it, it shows, but also it felt when it came out, like, no one 
cared. I don't know. I was in secondary school by the time this came out. Yeah. And I, the Narnia hype that had surrounded the first two was well gone. And I just felt like when this came out, everyone had moved on to other things. Yeah, it was really delayed, wasn't it? Yeah. Like compared to the, the first two. Only two and a half years. Yeah. I think. It just, it was a different studio and they didn't do a very good job advertising it. When did it even come out? December? Must have come out December. December the, 10th, yeah. With the first two, it was kind of like, to me, as a child, the CGI was amazing. Mm. And, you know, there's, at one point, there's like a, a lady from a tree. I think she was a nymph or something yeah, yeah. made out of petals. And uh-huh. it was all really amazingly done. And at the time, Aslan was pretty cool, too. Yeah, yeah. And then the third one came out and it was like, we'd already seen it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like mm. there were, I think they were mermaids or mermen or yeah, something. Yeah. And it was just like, this is just the same as in the first one. God, it's so weird that there was a time when like the biggest the biggest franchises were Pirates of the Caribbean, Harry Potter, and Narnia. Oh my and god. And now it's all superheroes. My childhood. But like those were all Who needs the Marvel Cinematic those Universe? Those were all good. Like I just feel like they're all different. There's a you've got your pirate stuff, you've got your your wizard stuff, and you've got your sort of high fantasy high fantasy I I don't like that everything has been reduced to the same set of rules where we know there's going to be a post credit scene we know that there's going to be five of these and it's the this, same trope over and over it's again the same and people over still again. watch and it you have your X-Men's and your, Mar- your MCU and they're different things and I go to see these films because they're I like going to see expensive films mm. um, but I feel like there was much more variety 10 years ago Yeah, they were making lots more different kinds of things for kids and now everything is very similar. Yeah. And I think fantasy movies, they were all very different. Yeah. And now all, I guess, the big ideas have been done. Yes. And it's so much more difficult to think of an original yeah. idea now. Like, I, like there was a period two summers ago where there was one weekend in May when the big movies out were like a Pirates movie, a King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, yeah. which is awful, but still. I saw that at the cinema uh, too. I saw that in the cinema and yeah. I walked out early. Um, I had no idea why I went to see it. I walked out early because uh, I went to see it by myself. But like I felt that weekend was the last time I feel like there was like a bunch of big movies out and none of them were superhero movies. And I was like, this is yeah. cool. Like, it's sad. Everything's I mean, Star Wars or Marvel. And it's like, oh. I, I like Star Wars. I like Star I, Wars and Marvel as well to a certain extent, but I much prefer Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I wish those. there was different content. Yeah. I wish there were another choice when you go to the cinema. Mm. Like, even now, I went to see Tolkien. Mm. Um, it's still just... We've run out of ideas for The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do something yeah, about the author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even know. just like, I mean, there are always films you can go to see that are like cheap and low budget films. But I want there to be big, expensive, flashy stuff. Big, expensive, flashy stuff different. that isn't a superhero movie. And when movie. someone makes a big, expensive, flashy film that isn't a superhero movie, like Tomorrowland, it makes no money. Tron Legacy, John Carter of Mars. These are all Where's the Damn sequel. That's the thing. Things. I haven't seen any of those yes. movies. Those are all pretty good yeah and i wish they were making sequels to them instead of making spider-man far from home spider-man spider-man 2 i love spider-man Sp- 3 spider-man 2 and spider-man 3 are good though and then they should have stopped and then venom and then venom also not not terrible but i just like tom hardy again Venom's pretty good actually yeah. tom hardy should have got an oscar nomination for venom tom hardy just should get an oscar nomination because i he's think tom venom hardy. is his best performance ever 
Have you seen Venom? No. He's so good in Venom. Really? It's a comedy. He plays, like, he plays a journalist. He's doing, oh no, he does an opening montage of him on a motorbike going around San Francisco solving, I have to watch this movie. solving crimes. And it's like, there's like the Nickelback song behind it. And oh it's my like, God. He's Eddie Brock. He's on the case. And he's like, hey That's guys, so 2010. He's like talking to the camera because it's his TV show. Oh, Venom's so good. It's like an hour and a half. It's so short. He's like completely it's a comedy he he's like uh, chatting away to venom he, venom will be like i want to eat that man and tom hardy will be like no not now venom <laughs> venom's so good wow your rundown of the whole movie i don't need to see it you know venom's just the best at chronicles of narnia the voyage of the dawn <laughs> treader um directed by michael apted did michael apted die good he question didn't his son died that's that's sad. sad well done for bringing that up sorry but he's still alive um, it was nominated for the Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Uh, who on earth did the song for this? Was, was it Regina Spector again? Regina Spector was the Prince Caspian. I don't think the she was. The song for this was done by Carrie Underwood. Oh, and no. Let's hope she didn't win. Oh, but Joe McEldry did one, too. Uh, Joe McEldry, not a big fan. Joe McEldry. I like what... Um, he did the climb and I just lost interest. You know, Ambitions is a really good song. That's nice. I don't know what that song is. And if somebody's going to make it, well, that somebody's going to be you. Louder. Huh? Louder. And if somebody's going to fake it, then that somebody, somebody is you. Ambitions. That was a good song. And then he did a song called Someone Wake, Someone Wake Me Up, which was on the soundtrack of this film. I don't even know if it's in the credits. I just know that I have the CD of it. And on the front, it says, from the motion picture, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Okay. However, it's not mentioned on Wikipedia. But it's Carrie Underwood that did the original the song. Oscar nomination, yeah. Uh, anyway, this film, um, I went to see it with my parents, like in the same cinema that we'd seen the other two. But I just remember it feeling like, I was I had to be pushed to go to see it. I remember them being like, "I want we want to see the Narnia film because we're kind of on board with this now." But you liked it after? Was oh, it... I liked it. I enjoyed it. But I remember like I remember we went to see Tron Legacy mm. when I finished my exams because I was like, "Fuck yeah, Tron Legacy! I'm <laughs> 13 now. I'm into cool movies with <laughs> racing cars." <laughs> I'm into cool movies. And they were like, "Oh, good God, Tron Legacy!" So we all went to see Tron Legacy. I've not seen Tron Legacy either. Tron Legacy, very bad film. We all went to see Tron Legacy, and then we were like, this is garbage. Right. And I'm then, glad you knew that at age 13. And then after Christmas, they were like, come on, now we're going to see Narnia. And I was like, all right. And I was like, oh, wait, I actually really like Narnia movies. This is good. Um, but I don't know why I was, like, really hesitant to see it. I just felt like these were just stupid kids' movies because mm. I'd grown out of those. In 2010 was the year that I, like, stopped going to see animated films. We talked about this on our Shrek Forever After episode, actually. It was the year that I, like, stopped going to see animated films when they came out and started going to see, like, Inception and Tron Legacy yeah. and, like, the 12A releases. And I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm too cool for Narnia. But, like, <laughs> Narnia was better than you Tron do Legacy. Ne- you never get too cool for Narnia. Like. No, you don't. Narnia is better than Tron Legacy. So, like, uh, who got fooled? Me and the 35 euro my parents spent on tickets to see Tron Legacy. I, I loved Will Poulter in it. I think he did He's great. Will a Poulter, great job. Great actor. Yes. I remember my dad hated him in it, was like, this kid is so annoying and no. gross, and I hate him, and he still hates him because of it. He was such a good actor in um, Son of Rambo as well. He's great in that. Son of He's Rambo is amazing. really good in the Irish film Glassland with Jack Rayner. Yes. Pretty good in that. I have actually seen that movie. Um, I just remember every time he shows up in anything now, my dad is like, oh, it's a fucking kid from The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. And I'm yeah. like, no, I really like Will Poulter. I think he's an excellent I actor. I think he's great. In films like, oh, what was that movie? 
Um, and he almost got the role of Pennywise and he missed out to Bill Sarsgaard and that was sad for I him. feel like Bill Sarsgaard is better for I him, haven't though. seen that film because I don't watch horror films, but I think that... I do watch horror films. He's great. He's great, isn't it? And he does that. I think, I think his eyes good. are slightly mm. pointed oh, he's, outwards. He's a scary face. Um, I think Will Poulter has a stern face, but not a scary face. But he's got a real... He's scary, got a really flat he's face. He's got a scary <laughs> energy. Yes. I think if that got unleashed on a role like Pennywise or Mr. Joker or something, he'd be like very Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like the thing with Will Poulter is he's more in my in my eyes anyway, he's more South London scary. Yeah. He's like the scary guy that yeah. you don't walk past yes, yes, yes. on the corner no, of the road if that. it's dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than Bill Sarsgaard is like the I scary am a, clown. I am a threat from beneath your feet. Exactly. I am yeah. the man of the sewers. Yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair enough. It's a different kind of scary. Will Polt is a real scary. Uh, Bill Skarsgård is a um, would do great as a villain in a horror movie because he just has one of those faces yes. that you're scared of, but you don't know why. I think it's interesting that the kids have all been aged up in Is Chapter 2 to like adult actors, and yet Bill Skarsgård is now younger than all of the yeah. children. <laughs> it's he, great. He's younger, great. I'm pretty sure, than like James McAvoy and Jessica Chastain. Oh, yeah, no, very, I think so. He's only weird. like 30, isn't yeah, he? And then so I think James McAvoy's maybe in his 40s. I'd say he's 40 by now. Yeah. yeah he must be. Um, so anyway. Also in Narnia. <laughs> also in Narnia. So what else have I got to say about this film? Not much, to be honest. Like, it's, it's grand. Um, I always get confused between the Voyage of the Dawn Treader and Pirates of the Caribbean 3, Probably I want to say. Four. four is the one where they go island hopping. And island mermaids. hopping and there's mermaids yes. and all that trash. And no, like I, I in get, my I mind, you, yeah. I always imagine the mermaid being in Narnia and it's really confusing. What is this nonsense here? Have a look at this. Oh. Have a look at this. What's happening? So there's one version of the poster on Wikipedia, right? Okay. And then there's a different one here. What the hell is this? That's not Aslan. What did they do to Aslan? That's not what he looks like. Isn't that just the Metro... M- m- the the Goldwyn Mayer Lion? Yes, it is. I don't understand. That's it. confusing. You know the MGM Lion was a Dublin Zoo. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I know he ate his trainer, didn't he? Was that real? People said he ate his nah, trainer. No, that's an urban legend. He, he was in Dublin Zoo and he was a nice lion. Nice lion. Well, I'd hope so. Um, I like the MGM logo still gets used before the Bond movies. And yeah. like They're making new. a new Bond movie with Daniel Craig. He's old now, okay? Just yeah. let him retire. Um, yes, I want I want I want them to get rid of him and They were gonna cast Idris Elba, weren't they? And I was really looking forward to that. And I don't Daniel like it. Craig's in it. I don't like I don't like Idris Elba. Um, I like Idris Elba. Anyway. I don't like Idris Elba and I don't like the other guy they were gonna cast. What's his name? Um the boring Tom Hardy. Um, <laughs> 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 no, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't or uh, no, Richard fucking bodyguards fella, Richard Madden. Oh no, no, no. I want my man Riz Ahmed as James Bond. Okay, fair enough. I yeah. adore Riz Ahmed. I want Riz yeah. Ahmed or I feel like, like Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I feel like they need another. Um... Or Damien Lewis. Oh, what was his name? Why am I so bad at names? Sean Connery, Pierce no. Brosnan. No, um, Timothy Dalton. No. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. They need another yes. Roger Moore type. So they've had the tough guy. Yes. They've had the Piers Brosnan. They need, we need someone charming now. We need someone charming who has way too many gadgets. Um, That's what we need. Not another Daniel Craig. I, uh, I don't know. I think Skyfall is like one of the best spy movies ever made. And I love it so much. Skyfall um, is amazing. I think the other Daniel Craig ones, I'm not interested in any of them. Was it, what did they do after that? Ghost? No, Spectre. Spectre. Spectre sucks. Which is a kind of ghost. Spectre um, sucks. Spectre is terrible. 
and also he's getting too old and the women are too young and they it are. makes me really uncomfortable. No, they are. I think that really I my thing with Jump Bond is that I think James Bond should be a man. Right. But I don't care. Are you bringing up this Doctor Who argument? <laughs> no, I think I think James Bond's name is James Bond and he should be a man. Doctor yeah. Who's name is Doctor Who, so it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. Exactly. I think James Bond, if you make James Bond a anything other than a heterosexual man, it's no longer the character. It's not James so Bond. I mean, different. that's how he was written. The there's thing with no Doctor point. Who is like, you can change that yes, because you, it was never written there's down. There's no need to make a James Bond film about a person who isn't James Bond, the heterosexual man. Yes. You can just make another spy movie with yes. another character. Yes. You don't need to call it James However, Bond. I don't care after that what James Bond is. I don't think there's any point in making him gay because the point of James Bond is he's this like womanizer. That's Were they just, thinking of making him gay? No, but I think people just want him to be everything other than a, a straight white man for the sake of it. And I don't think there's a point making him gay. I don't know. I agree. I, I think, think he should be a James womanizer because that's who the character is, is. Yeah, James Bond is a womanizing yeah. straight man. But I'm fine with him being Idris Elba. If Idris Elba, I, I don't like Idris Elba because I think he's boring. I'd love it to be Daniel Kaluuya. Ethnicity, yeah. Ethnicity, Ethnicity I'm is not an issue. On board. Um, Ethnicity. Sexuality. I'm on board gender, with making him different. Riz Ahmed as a Muslim James Bond. I would be so yeah. on board with that as long as he's like doing some womanizing because that's just who the character is. Yeah, he has to kind of, yeah, it was a book and it so needs irrelevant. to stay true. So anyway, moving on. Box office for the Voyage of the Dawn Treader came out. Um, let me just check the, I want to look up the... Um, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe for comparison because mm. that made so much money. Um, so the, 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 the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe came out in December 2005 and it had an opening weekend of 65 million. Uh, five years later, this had an opening weekend of 24 million. Okay. The same weekend wow. five years later. That's, yeah. that's quite a drop. Number one at the box office, nevertheless. Mm. Number two is another new release. Haha, this is a fun one now. Number two. It's like a romance thriller thinks it's a comedy, but it's not. It was nominated for Best Comedy at the Golden Globes, which is ridiculous. It's like a romance thriller set in Venice. Two big stars. The Tourist? Correct. Good job. Oh, it's Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie, isn't it? Yes, it is, and it sucks. But you remembered it exists. I have not seen it. It is so bad. I just know it. That made 16.4. Number wow. three is a Disney animated film. It is not Pixar. It is Disney Animated Studios. Very Disney expensive. Studios. So expensive. It cost $260 million. Wow. One of the most expensive films ever made. What year is this? 2010. 2010. You wouldn't expect it to be that expensive, but it cost so much money. Not, not DreamWorks. No, it's Disney Animated Studios. Not DreamWorks or Pixar. Disney. Uh, um, DreamWorks aren't owned by Disney. It's Disney Animated Studios. They make one film a year, and this was their 2010 film. I'm not sure. It's like a fairy tale. Well, that doesn't help if it's okay, Disney. Okay, it's Tangled. Tangled. See, Tangled was my second guess. I was mm. going to guess Brave. No, Brave was like the year after, I think. Um, right. And then four is uh, is a, a franchise, family fantasy franchise. We've talked about it today. Talked about it today? Yeah. Um. Oh, gosh. This is the seventh of eight. Seventh of eight? Mm-hmm. Wait. The biggest family fantasy franchise ever. Nope. Harry Potter and the Harry Deathly Potter. Hallows Paradise. I should have known that. Uh, number five is like a tr- is a train thriller. It's like an action movie on a train. Is it the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? No. A source code. It's not that. Tom Cruise? No. No? 
On a train? Denzel Washington and Chris Pine. Denzel Washington and Chris Pine. Nope. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. The train. It just can't stop. What if a train couldn't stop? Oh my gosh. It would just be like that movie. Speed. Yeah. <laughs> Speed with the bus. Number six <laughs> is, number six went from 13 to six. Oh, right. It's because it expanded. Um, this is a, a, a ballet. Um, a ballet? It's a ballet movie. It's is a, it? a film about ballet. Black Swan? It, correct. Number seven is um, Cher <laughs> and Christina Aguilera. Moulin Rouge? No, no, no. no. Similar vibe. Similar vibe. Um, it's like that kind of thing. Burlesque. Correct. And number eight is a Jake Gyllenhaal Anne Hathaway rom-com. Jake Gyllenhaal Anne Hathaway. It's very bad. I know it, but I don't Love know. Love and other drugs. Love and other drugs. Number nine is Robert Downey Jr. Comedy. It's like the last film he made that wasn't Iron Man or The Judge or Sherlock Holmes. Um, Director of The Hangover. Nope. Due date. Nope, I wouldn't have guessed Due that. Due date's really good. I don't. I've never seen it's it. It's very good. And then number 10, finally, this is a film we've done on Where's the Damn Sequel. DreamWorks animated comedy. Oh, that? No. no later. That was way later. B- yeah. Um, Will Ferrell is in it. Uh, Brad Pitt. Tina Fey. Jonah Hill. David Cross. Nope. Mega Mind. Mega Mind. Damn. That's all we have time for on Where's the Damn Sequel. Thanks to Sally for joining us. Thank if you. you want to hear more of her, you can check out our uh, Spider Chronicles episode, which is like very long. Um, Sorry. It's like 50 minutes long. It's like our longest episode ever, I think. Sorry. No, it's good. It's a good thing. The longer the better. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, you can find us on social media. Subscribe to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. We'll see you very soon. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>